Hey, I'm Chad Roberts. I want to welcome you to this teaching, uh, this special teaching we're doing called The Joy of Giving. Today we're in part two. If you missed part one, I want to encourage you to go back and watch or listen to part one. You can download our free mobile app, Awakened to Grace, or go to our websites, preachingchristchurch.com or awakenedtograce.com, and make sure you listen to part one. Because in part one, we talked about understanding God's economy. You know, all eyes right now are on the U.S. economy and everyone's anxious. Everyone's wondering what is going to happen to our economy as it reopens state by state, county by county. Uh, no one really knows what the future is going to hold and how, what kind of effects, what kind of ramifications we're going to see. So because everyone is focused on the U.S. economy... I want to do a special teaching on God's economy and how for Christians, it doesn't matter what the U.S. economy does, whether it is booming or whether it's shut down, God takes care of his people. And so there was some very good teaching in part one. I called it understanding God's economy. Now, what we're talking about today in part two is getting involved in God's economy. How do you begin giving? Or if you have been a giver, how do you grow in your giving? Now, what we talked about in part one that's very crucial to understand is that for most people, we have a fear of giving. It's a seed, and it's a scary thing to sow seed with all the what-ifs of life. And so we talked about the fear of giving and how do you remove that fear? You remove it by taking God at his word, by trusting what the Bible says, that there will be all sufficiency for all things at all times. We talk about how, in part one, we talked about how the Bible says there will be seed for sowing, bread for eating, and he will supply and multiply your seed for sowing, and increase the harvest of your righteousness. We talked about all those beautiful truths in part one. In part two, if you have removed the fear of giving and you're ready to engage, you're ready to commit, you're ready to say, I am going to step out in faith, I'm going to trust God, and I'm going to begin giving, then where do you start? Where is the starting place? Now, it's interesting that in Malachi chapter 3, God asks Israel a question. God says, will a man rob God? And man responds and says, well, how have we robbed you? You think about it. God owns everything there is to own. The Bible, in the Bible, he says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine and the land is mine. God owns everything. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all they who dwell therein. God owns it all. So how have we robbed God? God says, Malachi 3, God says, you have robbed me by withholding the tithe and the offerings. I want to talk today about what is the difference between tithe and offerings. I want, to, I want us to understand what is a tithe unto the Lord. And why does God ask that? Okay? I hope that, I hope that the Lord does a great thing in your heart. And I hope that the Lord really reveals to you the joy of giving, of getting involved in God's work, in God's kingdom. 
So number one, what is a tithe? Well, in the Old Testament, tithing was highlighted greatly, not so much in the New Testament. The New Testament talks about grace giving. Let each person decide in his heart what he's going to give. So I want to answer an age-old question for Christians. Does God expect me to tithe 10% of my income? Or does God expect me just to give what I feel like giving? I want to give a teaching today that, at least for me in my own life, satisfies that question. And for me, the answer is yes to both. I think God expects me and my family to tithe 10% of our income, and I think the Lord also expects us to be generous and to feel promptings of the Holy Spirit to give above our tithe. So if you're going to take notes today, here's what I would encourage you to do. I would encourage you to have two columns, a column for tithing and what the Bible teaches about tithing, and a column for grace-giving. And what the Bible teaches for grace giving. I don't think that it's either or. I think it's both. So let's start down this path then. In the Old Testament, the Bible highlights tithing. Think of uh, Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. The Bible teaches that we are to bring our first fruits and give them as a tithe unto the Lord. And so... Tithing, I think, is, uh, is very important even today, even though it's not, it's not uh, per se encouraged in the Old Testament, but it's also not diminished in the Old Testament. I think it's an expectation of the Lord. I love the idea of tithing 10%, and don't think that it was a preacher who came up with 10%. Someone laughed one time and told me if it was a preacher who established tithing, it would have been more like 20 or 30%. But it wasn't a preacher who came up with tithing. It's the Lord, Malachi chapter 3, who come up with the idea of tithing 10%. I like this because in my own life, as my income fluctuates, whether it goes up or whether it goes down, no matter how my income fluctuates, no matter what that is, 10% is the standard. And it's a standard that I can hold to. So for me, like I said, should a Christian tithe or give? The answer for me is both. Tithing, the word tithe actually means a tenth part. Now, here's what I really want to hammer in on today. Tithing is a spiritual discipline. So note that. It is a spiritual discipline. In other words, tithing is a priority. That's our word. It is a priority and it is a percentage. So if you're taking notes in your tithe column, I want you to know tithing is taught in Malachi chapter 3. Tithing means that it is a percentage. It is 10% of our giving. And tithing should be a priority, establishing in my life a spiritual discipline. Now, giving, on the other hand, is not a spiritual discipline. 
I think of giving as a great sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Grace giving, as the Bible teaches in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 7, giving is a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. So whereas tithing is a priority, giving is a prompting. Do you see the difference? Tithing takes discipline. Giving takes sensitivity. So this is why Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, So let each person decide in his heart what he wants to give. For God loves a cheerful giver. Now remember, in the context of what Paul's writing in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9, Paul's talking about a free will offering. Paul's talking about supporting poor Christians, giving relief and giving help to them. He's not talking about the spiritual discipline of tithing. So what should it look like for you and me? Well, I think getting involved in God's economy has two narratives. It is the spiritual discipline of tithing. That's where I say, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things. What things? What you'll wear, what you'll eat, your retirement, your college, your savings, everything you need in this world to live. All those things will be taken care of. But make the kingdom of God your priority. Remember what we said in part one of this teaching. When you invest in God's interest, God invests in your interest. When you take care of God's interest, God takes care of your interest. So for me, tithing is a spiritual discipline. I don't have to feel prompted by the Holy Spirit to give. I don't have to feel prompted by the Holy Spirit to engage in a certain work or whatever. No, when it comes to 10% of my income, that's automatic. It is a spiritual discipline. Now, the sensitivity that I need to the Holy Spirit, the promptings that I need to the Holy Spirit, are when things come across that God wants me to be involved in above my tithe. So think of it this way. This is how I think of it. My 10%, the 10th part of my income, my 10%, the Bible tells me where it goes. It goes to the local storehouse. What's the storehouse? That's where you're fed spiritually. That's your local church. Your tithe should go to your local church. And I believe strongly in that. As most of you know, I have awakened to grace, which is the preaching ministry of Preaching Christ Church. Awakened to Grace is my teaching ministry that goes on radio, that goes on podcasts, that goes on YouTube and other channels like that. It is our megaphone. It's how we spread the gospel. Awakened to Grace is a 501c3 separate organization from Preaching Christ Church. When people in Colorado listen, when people in Washington listen, when people in Canada listen, when I get emails and feedback from all these people who are listening to Awaken to Grace, do I want them to send their tithe to Awaken to Grace? No. That should go to their storehouse. That should go to their local church to support the gospel in their city, in their community. The tithes should go to your local church. 
Your giving should go to organizations like Awaken to Grace that support the preaching of the gospel. So here's how I do it for me in my own giving. 10% goes to the church. My giving is what I give to missionaries. My giving is what I give to feed the hungry. My giving is what I give for Bible printing and Bible distribution. My giving is what I give that the gospel would go out and be preached. So that may be parachurch organizations. That may be gospel, uh, Bible type, missionary type organizations. So for me, 10% is automatic. That's a spiritual discipline. That is, that does not need the Holy Spirit to prompt me and say, Chad, I want you to be involved in that. That's just automatic spiritual discipline. It goes to the local church. But now giving, I need the Holy Spirit to direct me. I need the Holy Spirit to place upon my heart where he wants to sow the seeds of my income. So as we talked in part one, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. God will supply and multiply my seed for giving. So when it comes to my paycheck, 10% automatically comes out. But then I have a separate account that I call buckets of seed. And that's where if I come across a little extra money, Sadie and I put it in that buckets of seed account. And then when something comes across our attention that the Lord prompts us, we feel a sensitivity that the Lord says, I want you to do this. Then we have a little bucket there that we can take out a handful of seed and we can scatter some precious, precious seed. I think that's what it means to get involved in God's economy. Now, let me challenge you because I realize there's two different audiences listening. There's the first audience who, like me for a long time, didn't tithe. You were afraid to. There were too many what-ifs. You didn't feel like you could afford to. Friends, I finally woke up and realized I, I cannot afford not to tithe. And so when we began to take 10%, see, for, 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 for me and Sadie, we were like so many families where there was, it felt like there were more bills than there was month, right? <laughs> and as our family's growing and we're a young family and we have all of these responsibilities and all of these obligations, the math just didn't make sense. What my income was, versus my responsibilities, there wasn't enough. Well, Haggai chapter 1, we were just putting money in bags with holes in it because we weren't doing things right. We were trying to give God what was left. We were not giving God what was rightfully His. When we reversed that and we said, we're going to give God 10%, no matter what, it's going to happen. We needed a vehicle to help us do that. By the time I got paid and we came to church the following week, too many things had reached its hand into our bank account. Too many needs, too many responsibilities. And so for us, what we found the answer for us is we set up e-giving. We set it up just like a normal bill 
And I'm telling you, on Monday mornings at 12.01 a.m. on Monday morning, e-giving reaches into my bank account and takes what is rightfully God's. And do you know what's happened since we began doing that? (laughs) God has so blessed our family. We're not swimming in money. Don't let me give you a, a wrong impression. But let me tell you very humbly and very um, uh, very joyfully what the Lord's done. The Lord began to deal with me about tithing, about where we were at 10%. And see, I'm, I'm feeling emotional right now because I know the guilt that I felt for so long because we weren't involved in God's economy. I was pastoring a church. I was giving all my time I was giving all my attention. I was giving all my affection toward God. But when it came to money, I was afraid and I didn't think we could. And the guilt that I felt over that. And now, you know, I'm I'm just so pleased. The Lord began to show me, Chad, tithing, that's the training wheels of giving. That's the minimum. It's not the ceiling, Chad. It's the floor. And God began to deal with me and Sadie about increasing the percentage of our giving. And now, for the first time in our lives, we've went from tithing the minimum to increasing that on a weekly basis. And I'm so thankful that God has helped us. And see, God hasn't increased me. Again, don't take me wrong. I'm, we're not like, you know, I'm not talking about a prosperity type of gospel. I mean, God has increased us not to raise our standard of living, but to raise our standard of giving. And see, what I'm finding for my life that I want you to find for your life is that God's serious when he says, not only will I give you seed for sowing, yes, he's done that. Not only will I give you bread for eating, yes, he's done that. But then he says, I will supply and multiply your seed for sowing. And God is doing it in our lives. And I want you to discover the exact same joy. So for my audience that you hadn't started yet, let me tell you where to start. Start with 10%. You know, I've got, I follow some great preachers and sometimes they'll say, well, start at 3%, start at 5%. They say the percentage doesn't matter just get started. I, I don't know, my friend. I heard one person give an example, and I thought this was really fitting. Uh, 10%, if you're not giving 10%, you're robbing God. Is it good to say, well, I'm going to rob God less? Would you say, I'm going to go from robbing 12 convenience stores down to only six, and God's going to help me? <laughs> God says 10%. It's his formula. It's his formula. And so to say, well, I'm going to do three, or I'm going to do five, or I'm going to do seven, you're still robbing God. Trust God. Start. Give 10%. And watch God multiply your seed for sowing. Now, for the second group of my audience, I realize there's some of you watching that you say, Chad, I've got tithing down. I've done it for years. Maybe you are where Sadie and I were, that you've grown to a point 
It's automatic. Well, you know what God's dealing with me about? God has told me, Chad, you're comfortable now. It's time to raise your level of giving. And thank God he's helping us do that. Not only have we increased our percentage, but now we've increased our actual giving to missions and to other things that the Lord speaks to us about, certain benevolence and certain situations like that. Where is your giving? So again, ask the Lord to increase your sensitivity to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And things may come across your way. Things may come to your attention that the Holy Spirit says, I want you to give toward that. So to recap, what is the difference in tithing and giving? Tithing is 10%. Giving is grace-based. Let a person, 2 Corinthians uh, 9, 7, let a person determine in his heart what he wants to give to God. Tithing is the first fruit, Proverbs 3, 9. It's what is rightfully God's. It's not robbing God, Malachi chapter 3. Tithing is a percentage, 10%. Giving is a prompting of the Holy Spirit. Tithing is a spiritual discipline. Giving is a prompting led by the Holy Spirit. Tithing goes to the church. Tithing goes to the storehouse. Tithing goes to the local church. Giving goes to other kingdom work. I look at it like other kingdom sectors. If I look to invest in the stock market, I'm looking at the sectors. I think there's 11, if I'm not mistaken, 11 sectors of the stock market. There's the energy sector, consumer sector. There's uh, there's uh, commodities. All of the there's eleven sectors of the stock market. Well, in the same way, there's global missions. There's feeding uh, hungry children. There's taking care of the poor. There's medical missions. Uh, golly, there's inner city work. I mean, the list could just go on and on. There's uh, pro life work and uh, you know pregnancy crisis things and homelessness and oh the list is there are so many sectors that you could be invested in but the point is this Paul says 2 Corinthians 9 6 the point is this he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully so where do you start if you want to get involved in God's economy start with tithing. Set in that spiritual discipline. If you need a vehicle like we did of e-giving, you, you, know, <laughs> you know, we don't even own checks. Did you know that? We don't, even, we don't even have a checkbook. I guess more and more families are getting that way. Bill pay, e-giving. Find a vehicle that will help you be disciplined and set in that spiritual Discipline. If you get paid weekly, if you get paid twice a month, if you get paid once a month, set in the discipline that you're going to give God what's right, not what's left. And then as God blesses you and increases you, consider giving. Ask the Lord, where do you want me to sow my seed so that I can have a harvest of righteousness? Friends, I hope you're enjoying this series on giving. It's called the joy of giving because I want you to discover the joy of being involved 
in God's work. May I pray with you? Lord, I thank you so much for all of your people. And I thank you for the ones who are listening to this. I thank you, Lord, for the people that you're going to use to do your work on the earth while there's time. You tell us, Jesus, work while it is day because the night will soon come when no man can work. One day, Lord, I believe I will give an account for every precious dollar that you put in my hand. I hope, God, that my greatest investments are not in this world because this world's going to burn up and everything in it. And I don't want the greatest, uh, the most precious resource that I have in dollars. I don't want it to burn up like hay, wood, and stubble. No, I want to exchange it out for precious gold, precious silver, precious stones, things that won't burn up. Teach us, Lord God, how to live for eternity. Teach us how to invest in your work. For some of us, Lord, we need the training wheels of 10% giving to teach us how to give. But God, once we're, once we're, we're on that track, Lord, help us to take the training wheels off and let us really step out in faith and let us really have our heart invested in your work for where our treasure is. That's where our heart will be also. Help us, Lord God, as your people. Bless us, even in this economy. Bless us and supply for us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.